Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by Video Taranaki. And today we have a very special guest with us. We've got Alina Williams. Now, Alina is a business owner and runs her own social media marketing company, Alina Williams Media. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Absolutely. Thank you for having me, first of all, girls. Um, yes, I do run my own social media management company and uh, my target audience is small businesses. Those people who are really good at what they're doing, but don't have capacity to expand um, on social media. That's really, really cool. So I feel like we've got a lot of questions we're going to be asking you today. Social media is seems like it's becoming the hype and everyone's wanting to use it, but not everyone knows how to use it quite so well. Before we get stuck in, I just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances. If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your usual advisor or touch base with us, melancal at bdo.co.nz. How do you think social media has changed the way that we're doing business nowadays? It's dramatically changed the whole landscape of business. Just to give you a little overview, first of all, we're totally and absolutely all the time connected. Even if we don't realize this, we have our uh, phones with us and it's not just a phone, it's a smartphone. So our location um, is recorded at least at our phone. The government expects us to carry this with us for um, scanning QR codes. Um, there are many messages coming through. It's not only text messages, but also messages through the visual and so many more audio and um, people never quiet they uh, drive in a car they listen to a podcast i listen to your podcast when i drive (laughs) 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 and uh, it's quite interesting that we are bombarded with messages all the time so social media catered for this because the other types of media um, lose the attraction very often and um, sometimes Social media is really suitable for the new generations like millennials and ex-geners, which are future payers for the businesses and uh, rates and whatever our uh, superannuation is going to be. Yeah, I think both of us probably fit into that millennial band actually, so probably that right generation to be doing something like this. Yeah, so... um, uh, Social media also helps us to be transparent and accountable because if um, someone does something bad, in public, it's more likely that quite a lot of people will know about it. Mm-hmm. Or if someone will promise on their social media that, okay, a certain percent of profits are going to a um, charity of certain type, and people will learn about it and say, hey, hang on a minute, you promised this, and this is your announced profits, and this is how much you got to the charity. Actually, a liar, or something like that. So it's transparency and account- accountability are uh, one of the main things that social media brings to businesses. It's also uh, interesting that average person got a lot of power in our days. It's a power of review. Um, because I'm so fond of food and <laughs> I do a lot of in a food scene, I know that a bad review uh, can destroy a small calf, for example, simply because people have a tendency to give more attention to negative things. So average person has a lot of power of a small company, a medium company, a big company, because their opinion is accountable and also heard and seen. Mm. And it's also power of a crowd. It's not only one person it's um, considered like a 
community consciousness, like in a um, mm-hmm. ant colony, for example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if um, if a company says that, hey, we are so good with them, this product for babies and all the mothers like 50 percent of mothers would say that it's rubbish it's my, my baby has a rash from it before buying it you'll check the reviews and if it's only one bad review say oh maybe she's got mad just whatever <laughs> <laughs> um postnatal depression but if 50 percent say this you um see it as uh, the statistical information so you know that 50% of people are actually unhappy about it. And then you kind of weigh, uh, weigh your risks. Do I go with this nappy or not? You know, so mm-hmm. power of a crowd, the power of a single person is really um, high at the moment through the social media. How do you build an interactive and an engaged audience over social media so that you can really harness all of that power that you've just explained? This is basically... Um, customer relations management on the new level. Everything that is written in marketing and business books is aggravated and enhanced by social media. So um, in the times when uh, businesses are suppressed um, on most of the platforms, because it's more likely people will see um, the personal um, information, personal um, communication rather than business communication, so, um, and the trust to the big companies, international companies, especially plummeted to the newest law because ev- everyone loves to hate big <laughs> corporates. <laughs> so personal, customized and immediate answer is really a good tool. So um, engaging an interactive audience really wants you to be there. They want immediate answers. That's why all the chatbots appeared and most of the platforms actually um encrypted some of the aspects of the chatbots immediate answers a leave message when you're away or things like that customize it's going with the products like customized products are the new norm because once coca-cola had um, created the customized bottles <laughs> there's no way back <laughs> um, and um, a lot of businesses are based on customization customized t-shirts customized um, interiors for the cars and this is the big money in it as well so this is another way to um, get engaged with the customers through the customized messages so when you send a message on uh, the messenger it automatically offers you to choose their name it makes it more personable um, you can see the information about the customer what they are uh, main um, areas of interest. So if the person is interested in the house market, for example, you know that it is a certain category and you can talk about renovations with them, for example, or ideas or creating new step and, and, and things like that. So customization. And also everyone expects immediate answer. Mm-hmm. We never sleep. We're always connected. So sometimes I send people a message at 2, 2 p.m. To him. To him. <laughs> so, yeah. This is really bad of me, but I don't expect answering straight away. But you know what's amazing? That most of the people do answer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> straight away. Yeah. And um, I'm like, oh, this is really unusual, but someone is not asleep as well. So we're we working in different times. We are resting in different times. It's just a whole new life, I believe. a lot of just when you have an idea or when you think to message somebody you do it rather than I need to do that and then forget about it it's having that instant action 
and people really respond to that. And I think it's a good thing because um, procrastination is a choice now. Yep. <laughs> it, is. it is. And that's nice though because you are used to sending, oh, send an email and they'll reply to me next business day, but to have people actually engaging with you quite quickly. And your platforms, social media platforms, allow that because um, the um, norm within the emails the next business day, but Messenger is just like whenever you are on and people can see when you're on. They can. <laughs> and I always remember when I use Facebook Messenger or something like that, and I send a message, it always says typically replies in one to two business days or typically replies in 25 minutes. So it's nice to kind of have a gauge and when you're going to hear back as well. You don't want to send something away and think, hmm, are they actually going to reply? <laughs> Absolutely, Kelsey. And a lot of people don't understand the importance of it because they don't see at it with the eyes of the customer. They created this thing. They thought that, oh, my gosh, I have everything done. Social media has the name, tag, avatar, and that's it. My job is done. But it's not because it's an engagement all the time and it's customer relations management. Those who are working this ever-evolving industry know that the job is never done. That you can't do enough. You always have to up the game. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So then what value do you think that having a really strong social media presence brings to people in their businesses? Well, Kelsey, this is massive. I'm glad that you asked this question because this is actually the point of everything that we're doing. Because um, at the very beginning, if you had a unique product that um, covers certain needs, you can become a millionaire. The next stage of the development of our society's business was if you can mass produce it, it means that you can give it to as many people as possible. The next one was uh, advertising. So if you can tell as much people as, um, but it doesn't of course cancel the fact that you need a unique product and mass production, then advertising comes. If you can tell as much people as possible massively, then it means that you are, um, in, in the go and in the know and you can become a millionaire as well. The next stage was attached service. So if you have unique product, mass production, advertising all in place and then you attach product, service to your product like Xerox did it for example. They create copiers and then they edit up a lot of other things to it like uh, consumables and stuff and then they attach service. So people instead of buying a copier they buy a subscription for the toners, ink toners, and subscription for their special paper, and the papers got really... So attached service help people, instead of selling once, sell it every um, month. And then we came to a new era where it's not only the product and mass production and all the advertising um, accounts, it's also you need to have an army of supporters. And those army of supporters are not stupid. It's not they're like um, brainless warriors that you kind of... <laughs> they're all people with their ethos, with their beliefs, with their values. And the only thing you can do, you can connect to them. And it means that your beliefs and values are supposed to uh, kind of an, uh, uh, align with, with them. And that's why a lot of big companies are doing social good. It's actually in a lot of strategies doing social good because it means that they can connect with people with a similar ethos and they can become their army of supporters. That's why social media presence, especially for big companies, but also for small ones, are um, it's kind of a generator of the cash. Exactly, and those small businesses with a strong social media presence can grow to be the bigger businesses as well. 
Yes. Because otherwise it's a pretty tough time how you're actually going to generate more leads and different things if people don't know you exist. One of the good examples is the lady that started to sell face masks at the beginning of pandemics and uh, there was an article about her that she bought a house from it. Yes, in New Plymouth, yes. And it's amazing because, I mean, um, a lot of people can sew and it's really simple. But what she did, she did a really good social media. It was spread. Um, uh, people gave good reviews. People repetitively, repetitively bought the same product. It was a fancy green material that she used. Everyone loved. So mm -hmm. isn't it amazing? I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the proof of it because I definitely bought two. <laughs> How did you learn about it? Her. literally that article that said she bought a house from selling face masks oh okay awesome so you see this works mm -hmm. it really does work <laughs> yeah and i guess you talked about advertising being an earlier part of how it all developed but i mean social media is is still advertising and marketing but it's much easier to put something out on social media rather than doing a whole advertising campaign and the development of that so it's something that smaller businesses can really harness a lot easier than, than your traditional advertising campaign. Yes, um, um, it is easier in reaching people and engaging with them. And if it is done right, it's, it could be very personable. So people feel that you talk to them and you talk to what it is important for them. I think that's, that's okay for the millennials and the, <laughs> the Gen Zs. They definitely want to feel... That connection. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really, really key. For the most neurotic generation <laughs> of all need, need some soothing. <laughs> we do. Believe we do, it or not. <laughs> we, we do need to feel like we are being pandered to by <laughs> the people that we're buying products from. Yeah, that's pretty much it, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. What social media platforms are providing good content engagement for businesses there's obviously a whole lot of options but which ones are really good for businesses and promoting their products and services first of all it depends on what target audience you have for example if you target um baby boomers who are all on facebook you have to do facebook whether you like it or not the new generation are doing a more newer and more visual um, and also it depends on geographically where you're located for example if you're trying to get into China so you need to, to know the Chinese um, and in general Asian social media platforms and they're amazing because there's so much advanced there is everything insurance on it payments have been on it for a long long time so this is a, an interesting development and also um, Social media offers a different format. You need to choose which format is better for you. For example, Twitter, good for politicians. They, they have massive amount of information to share. <laughs> they can do it often. Mm -hmm. So um, that's how Twitter actually grew through certain politicians being very active on it. If you are a person who have a lot of products that have a visual um, value, for example, if you're a florist or a designer, and then probably Instagram because you can do lives and other things. If you are good with video content, there is a massive growth in video content as well. So um, Instagram have IGTV now, which is a vertical Again, millennials don't like uh, old one, horizontal, we, we all like vertical ones. And this is catered for this as well. So I believe that probably 
arms grow in a different direction, <laughs> in different generations. Yeah. Uh, so whatever, first of all, before choosing the platform, you really need to analyze what will work best for you. There was an interesting platform, Periscope, uh, which is actually closed, but their content was um, immediate experience. So if people experience something right now, they can do a live and you can choose what you want to see, what people are doing in different parts um, of the world. So you can choose New Zealand and someone will do bungee jumping and you go with them. Or someone might have an emotional breakdown somewhere in Germany. And if you want to see that, you can do this. Someone may, might be, I don't know, watching birds, eagles or whatever. And then you can watch with this in a real lifetime. And again, it's very personable. And if the product is catered for, the, for example, travel agencies or something uh, like that, then this is the right platform. So there is no one recipe. Facebook is probably one of the dominant, um, and it is by statistics. Um, in New Zealand, it's exceptionally dominant. I think 95% people have an account, and all, all, all out of all population, including babies and very, very old people. So 95% people. Wow, and some people are not active. Um, so they don't do a lot of things, but they they still open it just to have a look at it. Um, sometimes idle, sometimes they're quietly watching what other people are doing. And also another thing that Facebook and Instagram, the whole lot, I do, I did very well because their algorithm is not the best of all. But what they've done really well is they allow people to monetize. So it's a selling platform as well as many other things. And that's why um, it, it grows potentially exponentially. Absolutely, yeah, that makes sense. And there's always, I guess, up there at the moment is something like TikTok, isn't it, where people are having crazy trends and things like that. But people are actually growing their businesses from something as simple as TikTok as well. Yeah, I mean, the differences between different platforms are actually not as obvious now. You look at LinkedIn, it looks like a Facebook page now. It does. You can do likes, loves and claps. Um, uh, it looks sometimes uh, like... Um, Instagram, because you can actually do tags, and tags work well on all the platforms now, which was innovated by Instagram. And uh, so each of them take the best from everywhere. So TikTok obviously saw a good movement over the Facebook that catered for businesses. So they created a special program, TikToks for Businesses. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. cool, eh? It's really cool. So I feel like we've had this big talk and we're saying how social media is so nourishing to our businesses. So how does it help when you're in that stage of releasing new products or recruiting staff? I feel like we talked about this in another episode where having a good social media presence means that people actually want to come work for you. Yes, absolutely. If you um, do social good and a lot of people say, hey, this is a good company, I really want to be part of it. Even if the pay is a little bit lower than the company that I absolutely hate and has nothing with me, I'll probably go for something that um, does good for the environment if I'm an environmentalist. Sometimes people are prepared to work for free. Look at this uh, huge companies, even in Taranaki, that have a really good reputation. For example, Taranaki Art um, Festival Trust. Um, the whole work of it based on volunteers and people are actually trying to get into the volunteering force because nice to be part of it it's nice to be going to the concert for free some of them might not even go if they wouldn't be a volunteers but for them it's just being part of the family it's very reputable thing um, 
obviously, it's not only um, the fact that you become more attractive, it also shortens uh, this period of time, how you message and, re re respond and get response from your customer. So it works for business to customers and business to business as well. So social media is an opportunity to get a word of mouth really fast. And uh, this is um, good for releasing new products or services or do a pre-research. For example, instead of doing a massive uh, like um, research groups, uh, target groups and things like that, just ask, um, choose which flavor of the new um, iced tea you, you prefer. So the, you have already peach and mango. Would you prefer blueberry? Would you prefer aloe vera? And everyone said, oh, blueberry sucks. Everyone wants aloe vera. <laughs> and um, then you realize that, it's, for example, if the difference is massive, 80% people said that aloe vera, then you don't really need to do a lot of other things. So. And also after launch, a lot of people forget that marketing again doesn't stop after you launch the product. After the product is launched, you can ask people, how do you use it? Because sometimes people find another use for, for something like um, the bottle or a service or something like that. Uh, gifts are a really good example. Instead of um, buying the service of the beauty therapist, a lot of people buy it as a gift. Some people doesn't, don't redeem it, but this is another way to learn how you can reach your customers, how you can sell your products after the launch. Yeah, And also strong following is a really um, good asset. Now it becomes an asset, so followers. And introduce people, um, I have a, a pro program on um, the most of media kids for school holidays. So one of the people that I interview, he's an influencer, he has 25,000 followers. And when I say, oh, I invited an influencer with 25,000 followers, everyone, oh my gosh, this is so cool. They didn't even know what he's doing. <laughs> true. true. 25,000 is a lot of people to actually yeah. get on board with your product. Especially your here product. in yeah. New Zealand, because mm -hmm. in New Zealand, a thousand followers is fine. It's considered a micro-influencer and a lot of small businesses, especially like clothes, um, beauty and other things, they target those because they're very believable. They have a high level of engagements with their customers. Absolutely. It's not their states where they're saying, we have 10 million followers coming mm -hmm. by the product because we also can't afford to pay those people to be influencers either, can we? Absolutely. <laughs> so it's finding those right influencers that can help strengthen your product at the price point and all of those things that you can afford. Influencers market is a new type of advertising. And again, it's very believable. People use their own creativity and they have this um, group of people who feel really strong about them. So they know how to cater this message personally. And um, I used to get a lot of clothes that I was wearing and people ask me, um, what is this brand? And one of the first brands that sent me clothes was um, Elf in a Sack. And it has a beautiful elf in the sack, like embroidery on top. And I, I thought I've, I've done great for them. And I think when you get somebody else to to promote your product, it comes across more genuine in the fact that they like the product. It's not somebody giving a stock standard advertising or promotional message. It's somebody actually saying what they feel, which resonates with people a lot more. 
Yes, and uh, this is a part of influencers marketed, um, just to know their group very well. And there are, um, again, it's about millennials and ex-geners. It's a very diverse group. You can't really, like before, you can say the age and occupation, and here it is, this is your audience. Now it's not. There are so many different things at, uh, at the same age groups. There could be people um, who feel strong about environment, but some people also support this thing but not that thing like fracking against drilling yeah. <laughs> or, or things like that so there is no um kind of a, 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 a unity between all these things and it's a very diverse group and that's why influencers are important absolutely so then we kind of come to the only other thing is what are really the risks of ignoring your social media presence and not including it as part of like your business landscape and toolkit well um the the worst risk is to be so outdated you'll be seen as a dinosaur and uh, sooner or later all your customers are gone because everyone needs to retire and then new generation don't see you as a valid partner because all of us look at purchase as a creating a partnership. You buy food, you go to a restaurant, you buy clothes from people whom you see as partners. Mm, yeah, so new platforms and formats always emerging. There is um, a lot of interactivities going on, so social media provides for that. So if um, a company or a small business doesn't provide this interactive environment, so no later people are not thinking about them, not uh, watching them, not following them, not knowing what their products or services are, what um, menus, what days of opening, because this is another interesting topic. Another topic um, for social media is gamification. There is a lot of things about games, I mean a lot of promotions based on playing a game. Sometimes it's just choosing a number or color. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's doing something more complex like a little video or photograph. But gamification is something that social media is also quite good at, especially if you have a good following. Um, and all, it also creates a good idea of a succession plan. So if it is a little calf um, on the corner in the neighborhood, and they say that, okay, we sell shuttles, equipment, and the premises, and this is how it's all cost, this is how... Um, and then if the same calf said that uh, we have a Facebook group with 10,000 followers and 15% of them are permanent customers, they buy at least once a week, then suddenly you know that you have a database. So instead of selling the material things, you sell, you sell uh, like a database of customers, something that is secure, so it's another form of security, and a lot of people underestimate it. When they start to sell business or close the business, this could be the point which makes or breaks it because a lot of people uh, just close the business while they could potentially sell it if they have a strong social media presence. Absolutely. I never really thought of it like that, that essentially you're increasing your business value when you go to sell it by having something as intangible, I guess, as a social media presence. That's awesome, eh? Yeah, especially for online businesses because you're not limited. You just If you have this growth, grow the whole world. Absolutely, you're not limited to who lives around the corner and can come and buy your coffee, are you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This has been really enlightening. Do you think the same, Melissa? So helpful. Definitely 
there's so much value in making sure that you're using social media right. And if it's something you're not comfortable with, then it's definitely something that you need to reach out to people like Alina and make sure that you're getting it right because it's so valuable. Absolutely. So Alina, do you just want to give us some of your contact details? So if anyone wants to get in contact with you can they reach you obviously by every social media marketing platform you would like to host? <laughs> yeah just google me um, i'm present on google and my website is alinawilliamsmedia.com um, i'm very responsive if you find my telephone and send me a text i'll more likely to do it this year um, i'm trying to reduce my social circles <laughs> Because previously I could give the whole social media strategy over the cup of coffee just because yes. I like the person. I'm not going to do this anymore. But um, if you just um, care to reach, give me likes um, because I like my likes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I can reciprocate it and help you in some way. And I believe that I can add values, especially for those who are new in the business or those who are small and and concentrate on their main um, area of expertise. Awesome. Absolutely. And we'll put that in the show notes. So if anyone was just wanting to link straight to your website, they'll be able to do that. But thank you so much for joining us today. It's been absolutely amazing. Thank you very much for having me. It was such a nice um, way to engage with you instead of eating, you know. Yeah, <laughs> true. Over, over, over talking rather than over eating. It's better for our waistlines. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unlocking Business Potential. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to head along to your favorite podcast app and like, rate and subscribe so that you can receive notifications on when the next episodes are released. And if you do have any questions for either myself or Melissa or are in need of tailored advice, please do not hesitate to contact us at melinkel at bdo.co.nz. And we look forward to joining you next time on Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by BDO Taranaki.